everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes, thank you so much. We do have a request though before we get started. If you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pierce Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 306. Yeah. 306, another update episode, which is cool because we've gone a couple episodes without one. I, w- I wonder if, is this, is it, are we on 306? Uh, Am I so? off? Should we have confirmed this before we started this podcast? So it's been a while since we've had the we don't know what episode it is where Orlando messes it up. Uh, and so we figure now that we're in the 300s, we, we got to, you know, throw this out there to all of you who longtime listeners and you miss those days when Orlando didn't know. So uh, it, it doesn't matter. Either way, you can read the episode number. Uh, but we got no, an- we are. It's 306. <laughs> so we've got an, we got an update episode today. Uh, so what's been going on? Oh, wow. Starting with me as I'm, uh, okay. So I was trying to, I want to super confirm with 306, but you know, it's been an interesting time because I'm shifting in what I'm selling. So I used to be a lot about picking up Harley and picking up cowboy boots and Merrill shoes and a lot of clothing. And I still do that. Like that's still pretty much my bread and butter and what I pick up. But what I'm finding is that those items are getting harder to source. And along with that, it is episode 306, by the way. They're getting harder to source and they're not selling like they used to. Right. So I, I've mentioned this before where like Harley Davidson, I could pick up pretty much any shirt. Even if it was the plainest shirt, it might say just like San Diego, Harley Davidson, and it would sell for like 40, 50 bucks. And those days are gone. Now those shirts are like $20. And, and to sell those shirts that sell for about 40 to 50, you have to have a nice graphic on the back. Uh, it has to be usually from. Uh, a location that's like unique, you know, or like special to, uh, you know, motorcycle riding or whatever it is. And for myself, I'm kind of changing in, in the fact that I'm finding other items. I'm enjoying more sourcing. And not only that, I'm finding them to be more profitable. So, for example, right now I am getting into cameras which is something I probably need to talk to Mike about because uh, I just had a return. Somebody said that my mount uh measurements were off what does that mean well i mean it it depends so it's like a 500 hundred dollar lens yeah so different lenses have different mount types so you know canon you can have a canon camera but there's going to be various mount like the different lenses will attach to different types of cameras so if you say it's an ef mount but it doesn't actually attach to a camera that can take an ef so I said I said it was micro three fourths. Oh yeah, so a, a four third. So micro four third. But it wasn't. No, that's those are very new lenses. Okay. Um, they're they're like small. They're for like very small sensors. So yeah, that's a specific type of lens that'll attach to a certain type of camera. So a like a crop sensor lens wouldn't work with a micro unless you had an adapter for it. So yeah, you've got to be careful. I'm learning. Yeah, it it, it it's it would be like you sold a PlayStation game okay. as if it was an Xbox game. Ah, like it, okay. it, See, I, it I, might be the same game, okay. but it, it won't, it won't work in that system. Like it just doesn't attach. That's the hardware as opposed to software. So that's not a perfect analogy. Um, but it would be like, or maybe like the plug-in, like the power supply for an Xbox, but you sold it as if it was a power supply for wow, a PlayStation. Wow, is that big of a difference, huh? Yeah, it won't. It, they both are power supplies, but they, they have completely different connectors. Okay, so after the podcast, I got to show you the lens because it hurt. You know, it was one of those things where... I've been selling all kinds of of camera gear. So what happened is I had a haul early in June 
and it was that haul from a, a friend of the family who had a lot of stuff they're trying to offload and they just told me to take all the camera stuff and they said it's probably not worth much and i i didn't think it was worth anything so it just sat literally for about a month and a half and i never touched it and then I was like, you know, I got kind of bored. I'm like, I need to learn some of this stuff. And sorry, I started picking it up and uh, I started I started looking up comps and I'm like, whoa, like I sold one lens for 80. I sold another lens for 50. I sold. Uh, I didn't know that you could sell camera bodies without the lenses. Oh, yeah. For like good money. Like oh, I sold I sold uh, one for like, I think it was an Olympus M1 or M4 mm-hmm. uh, for about 150 bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, bodies you find because if you already have the lenses, that's a, that's the thing is like bo- typically the body isn't the most important part unless you're looking at like really really high end cameras, but you can get better pictures or better video from a low end camera body and high end lenses. Mm. So if somebody who already has the lenses, they just need the body or you know. So there's there's been times where I've just bought uh, camera bodies because when you go and you buy a camera at a store, mm-hmm. the kit lens that comes with it, ninety nine percent of the time is a garbage lens. Mm-hmm. So you're better off with a a different lens anyway. So people who have their own lenses or they're willing to buy a lens from somewhere else because the one they want, because again, it's like tools for a trade, like not, not every lens does the same thing. So somebody might want, you know, very specific macro lens or a, a telephoto lens. They want it for a certain thing. Uh, and so. So what I'm learning is like, there's some that are like snap on tools and some of that are like Harbor Freight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so this is all new to me. And I'm I'm selling fast, like I'm selling within 24 hours, and I ended up going. There's there's money to be made because I always passed up on camera stuff, and uh, right now I, I I find that the more I delve into it, the I I can recall I saw this at a garage sale, I saw this at a thrift, and I just passed them up, and now I'm like I don't think I'm gonna pass them up anymore. So it's one of those things in reselling that you always adapt, you change with the market, you find what people are looking for. And so that's been great. I've also had some nice pickups at garage sales, uh, you know, from random, you know, baseball gloves uh, to, you know, uh, this last weekend. It wasn't like a great weekend, but I picked up a $300 stereo for $20. And and so if you've been catching our stories, I haven't had like major hauls the last few weeks, uh, but I've had like I'll pick up like 10 items and they'll make me like five to six hundred dollars. Right. So. So they've been decent hauls. I find that garage sales are kind of waning a little bit at the moment right now. And I think it's just because we're hitting like the end of summer. And then it usually rebounds in September, October for us in California. Here's what's interesting. Somebody had, I don't know if you saw this in the Discord. Somebody had said, you guys talked about how good garage sales were when the economy was doing really well. And then you've also talked about how good garage sales are when the economy is in decline. And so they said, basically garage sales are good all the time. Yeah, I mean, there, I'm sure there's going to be instances, like very specific circumstances where, hey, garage sales are not good. The weather is really bad. Garage sales aren't good, right? So there are going to be times when garage sales aren't good. But so far, it does seem to be that the the two ends of the spectrum as far as uh, there's a lot of money in the economy and it's easy money or there's not as much money in the economy or it's hard to come by money, enough money to afford a living, whatever it is. Uh, that garage sales are going to be doing good and maybe for different reasons. You know, people just want to offload stuff because, hey, I've got excess. Or they bought more really, and they yeah, need to make room and for And I don't really care yeah. about, you know, how much money I'm getting because, hey, money is cheap and it's easy. Or uh, I really need to be able to make ends meet and I guess I don't need my collectibles anymore. I'll sell them. Yeah, it's know, like so storage cool. units, right? Yeah. When things are really well, people are buying up storage units because they have so much stuff. But when things are aren't going well, people are losing their homes and are moving into smaller houses and they're renting out storage units, right? So I think the same principle applies. So maybe storage unit business is something 
we should get into. Yeah. Now, this other thing I want to share is, is it goes along with what you went with with this. We had this possible deal that opened up. Mm. And then and then you want to start that story a little bit? Yeah. So, um, gosh, it has to have been probably a good seven or eight months ago now at this point. Uh, but somebody reached out to me and I didn't know who this person was, but it was like a friend of a friend. And, and if you listen to our last Monday mini, we were talking about uh, the importance of developing those connections. They could have through garage sales. Well, mm-hmm. this was somebody who said, hey, uh, I know you don't really know me, but uh, so-and-so gave me your number and I hear you resell stuff and I can give me a call back. So I called the guy and he explains the circumstances and it wasn't him that needed to offload some storage units, but it was his sister, I think. And the story, I didn't, I didn't get the whole, I don't remember the whole story, but it was something like uh, her brother or dad or uncle or somebody in the family um, had passed away had had several storage units worth of stuff and they had just been paying the, you know, every month paying to have this stuff. And they're like, we need to get rid of it. So they, they wanted like several storage units. Yeah. And by the time they reached you, they already, I think sold through three of them. Yeah. So the, the idea is originally they, they were potentially, you know, can we do, you know, consignment? Um, if not, would you buy the whole thing? So I talked to them back and forth a little bit. Uh, and it sounded like the stuff they had would, would be, quite a bit of research on my end. Some of it was like military stuff and tools and things that I I wasn't necessarily like, I know this perfectly, but of course I'd love to see what you have. Mm -hmm. Um, that I'm I'm not going to turn that down. Never say, never say no. If somebody says, Hey, why don't you come look at the stuff? And they tell you, you know, it's just tools or something that you have no idea about. You should still go. I can't tell you how many times I've gone. And then there's a whole corner of stuff I completely know about. Right. Or you just you find out this stuff is valuable and you figure it out. Yeah, you just you make it work. You do a little bit of research and there's nothing wrong with two saying like, hey, this is great. Um, You know, what are you thinking? Let me get back to you, you know, tomorrow. If, if you like absolutely don't know at all and you need to do a little bit of research, unless there's like a bunch of other resellers there that they're talking to at the same time, if, if, mm. if they're exclusively talking to you. Uh, and you can say like, let me put together something that I think is fair for both of us. I'll come back with an offer tomorrow. Like if like worst case scenario, you could do something like that. But anyway, so I, I said, yeah, give her my number. That'd be great. And it was just crickets. I didn't hear anything. Uh, and then I happened to be in uh, Michigan for a funeral and uh, I got a random text message that was from this lady. She's like, hey, uh, I, my brother gave me your number and said that you do reselling. How does it work? And Honestly, I'm right now at a position where um, one, I was like not around geo- geographically. Yeah. I was too far away. Uh, and then two, um, I'm already kind of tapped out on as far as amount of inventory I have. Now, of course, if it was like a killer deal of something, I, I wouldn't want to pass. But um, I've got a couple of moves coming up in the near future. And I don't want to have to deal with like building another shed and, and dealing with that or trying to move stuff, more stuff across country. So I was like, look, at this point, let me just uh, let me put you in, in contact with one of my friends, a buddy of mine. He does resell. And so I give him Orlando's number and I, I just what told if he Orlando, said somebody else. Yeah, I would be hurt. Somebody right else. Now. I was like, hey, I know somebody that could do this. But, but let me hit up my friend Frank. But uh, what I I told Orlando, I said, look, man, I'm going to send this over to you. This might be a bust. It might be the deal of a century. My only thing is, if it, if it happens to be the deal of a century, like if you end up like scoring off of this, just remember me, you know, like a little bit of a kickback would be nice. Uh, so, of course, I trust Orlando and I wouldn't think he would never. We have a good relationship. I'm not worried about anything like that. But uh, <laughs> I was just not in a position uh, to, to buy it. So I send Orlando over there. And uh, uh, how did it go? Did it, did so, it work out? not work out? It, it was it was interesting. So I showed up and they had told me it was tools and everything, which I'm not a big tool guy. I, I do know about certain kinds of tools and I'm willing 
to buy something if I even if I'm not familiar with it, if I know I can get that money back pretty quick. And, you know, usually my rule of thumb is when it's a bulk buy, I want to be able to make back my money with about 25 percent of the inventory. And it has to be inventory I know will sell pretty quick. So I showed up and, and, you know, you had mentioned that there was possible like history stuff, military mm-hmm. stuff and all this. And I was like pretty excited because, you know, I know that stuff. I, I could, I could sell that stuff. No big deal. And so I showed up and it was, you know, it was a jam packed storage unit, but it was jam packed with a bunch of uh, tool cabinets. And when I opened the tool cabinets, it was just like all kinds of randomness. And I couldn't tell, you know, if it was snap on or Maco or, or, you know, even Craftsman, like I couldn't tell what was what. And then there was just a, just a lot of randomness. And I went to the second unit and there was a lot of randomness. And and I kind of had asked, you should always ask whenever, you know, there's kind of deals like ask them like, oh, hey, has anybody gone through this? I always ask that because that'll be very telling as to what is still there if there if somebody has gone through it. So they had mentioned that before they had you know, put it up on, on, you know, I think Facebook or something and people had come in and spent like $4,500 and, and then they, that they did like in a, a garage slash estate sale and they, they made like a few hundred dollars and this is everything that's left over. So in my mind, I'm already going, okay, if there was anything valuable by now, it would have been picked up unless, I mean, here in San Diego tools, man, like, they're the yeah, first to go. They, goes fast. they go before the sun even rises. Like there are, there, you know, uh, you know, my friends from across the border are here like at four thirty in the morning buying tools, man. Like it's no joke. And so I was kind of like, this is kind of weird. Like, and, and I saw, you know, a few other items in there and I was like, uh, um, I don't know. And she gave me a price and, and the price wasn't bad, but you got to think about how you're going to move stuff. This is one of the reasons Mike and I don't do a lot of storage units is because, you know, storage units can become a full, I mean, it is a full time thing, but it can really pretty much dominate your life if you don't know how to move stuff. Right. I mean, if you've got the setup, it it, it could be ideal, right? If I, if I was at a place when I'm finally have my own house, I have my own setup, I've got my inventory on my property. Uh, I already own a couple of of trailers. That might be something I consider, right? Because then I can say, hey, on these days, I buy storage units. Mm-hmm. And then I have a buddy of mine and we go and we load the stuff. And we take it and we already have, we know who we can contact to get rid of furniture. We know who we can mm-hmm. contact to get rid of this. We already know the dump rates. So we can kind of anticipate like how much is it going to cost us to like dispose of things. So you can get into that kind of, of routine and rhythm. And I think that would be great. It's just neither of us are currently set up for that. And so yeah, and I even I even threw out the idea of like, hey, we could do a Swami. We could buy all this and go to the Swami. But then I put you got to think about the hours. Right. So I was calculating those pro- and you always undercalculate. You never overcalculate. And I was thinking all said and done from picking up, sitting up at the Swami, being at the Swami, it would be about 12 hours. And I started calculating the labor and, and I just was like, you know, I, I, I don't think I can do this. And so. I had to walk away. Now, if you're in Discord, you did get my message about the items and, and you know, I'm hearing back from some of you uh, by the time this podcast drops. Uh, and so and I'm not saying that's why you should sign up for the Discord. Like, this is this is not a common occurrence. Yeah, because I mean, this is one of those things where, yeah, you're right. It's, it, although there have been people on our Discord who've been able to say like, hey, if you're in the oh, yeah. whatever region, like here's a sale going on or I've got stuff here. Or we've even had people saying I'm trying to offload a bunch of my inventory. Anybody mm-hmm. interested in bulk mm-hmm. buy? So that stuff does happen. But 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons we say like in reselling, you have competition, but not every reseller is your competition. Correct. Because, you know, there could be times where, hey, I had this opportunity and I said, I can't jump on it. And it could have been a great deal. I handed it over to Orlando and we are currently not set up and he's currently not set up to like handle the current thing but there could still be thousands of dollars potentially a profit there could be that, and that's the that thing i just didn't units. know yeah. i mean it just i mean there was it was a lot but i just i couldn't i just couldn't tell i just couldn't tell so anyways we'll keep you posted on that but here's the thing don't ever feel bad about walking away from a deal right be ready to make the deal have that capital ready sometimes you got to take a risk i got to tell you this last year there were times that i dropped a good amount of money on a local deal going, I don't know about this one. And then next thing you know, it became super, uh, you know, what do you call that? This is a word for it. Super, uh, and what are, what, what, when, when something's super profitable, for? but there's another word. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Lucrative. But, but, very lucrative. There you go. Hey, <laughs> hey I got to ask the English teacher, but it, it became very lucrative. And so that's just part of reselling, you know, not, I, I would encourage you to, not just go to thrift stores and I just go to garage sales, but do some of these local deals, do some of these big buys. Uh, if you have, you know, some money that you're willing to risk, because most of my huge buys have been situations like this where I kind of knew about stuff, but I didn't know too much and I ended up buying it all. And then I ended up doing uh, really well. All right. What about you? What's going on with you? I mean, part of the things yeah. we just talked about, you know, okay. um, so there was that whole incident, um, just listing. I've got a couple um, of moves potentially coming up. I mean, the big move that I'm hoping to do next year uh, and then one that might even come before that is like a temporary. So there's just a lot going on in, in my household right now. Uh, along with the fact that I mentioned on previous episode that I've got another baby on the way. So just tons going on, uh, which makes for a, a interesting time for sure, especially during the summer. Um, I expected to do a lot more this summer as far as sourcing and listing and selling and organizing. And I got probably a quarter of what I was anticipating. And a lot of that is uh, my fault for not being as intentional. I, you just have to be like, you have to say, this is what I'm going to do. Here's my plan on doing and on how I'm going to accomplish my goals. And you have to do it. You can't just kind of have a nebulous here is over the summer. I want to achieve good things. <laughs> you know, like you can't have that because it's just not going yeah. to, you're not going to have the kind of, uh, success you're looking for. So there is an aspect of it that, that, that falls on my shoulders. I, I would, I, I will take responsibility. There's other parts that just unforeseen things came up. Like I said, I had a, a funeral I went to, uh, I have my, you know, my wife's pregnant now. You have a lot going on. I mean, I have a lot going on, but you have a lot going yeah, on. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things I think we all do, you know, I mean, and at various times there, there are stages I've had months and years where man, it's just gravy train. Things are like super easy. Oh, the first, first two, three years of the podcast. It was a gravy train. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was just starting full-time reselling. I had that huge Toys R Us haul. My boys were at the age where they didn't have too many commitments. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was, it was a grand old time. And uh, now it's, it's part of life. Busy. Yeah. I think, I think that's just, I think all of our listeners can, can oh, relate yeah, yeah. to that, you Agreed. know, and the fact that they're, you're going to have seasons of life where things are, are, are kind of smooth sailing and those seasons might be shorter or longer just depending on circumstances. Uh, and then there's going to be times where it's just rough. And I, 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 I hate the, that some people will take that 
they'll take difficult times and hard times and then they just use that as an excuse for everything because mm-hmm. uh, i think there's balance i think there's the balance of hey like i i legitimately have things that have come up i i had a like a little minor surgery and then i had a i was traveling and then all just potential move coming up that was like so, like just a lot going on um, but I'm still going to own the responsibility of even with that. There's things I could have done differently. No, I hear you. So, I hear you. Uh, but so, I, I so like you to send you some grace. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Because there's the other side that I really am perturbed about is the sense that the the hustle culture of, you know, there's and no offense to any 20 year old. I know I sound like an old man saying this is a 43 year old now. But, you know, it, it like, hey, man, if, if you're not getting the dollars you want to make, if you're not doing, you know, your empire isn't being built, it's because you're not working hard enough. And blah, blah. blah. And I would say, yeah, that that's an easy argument to make if you're single and, you know, you're living at home in your basement. Like, yeah, you can say that all day. Yeah. Right. If you're just on social media, just dropping videos and on Instagram and you can do that. But when when you're on your own, like, for example, and I'm not trying to brag about myself, but when I moved to San Diego, I had nothing. I had no car. I had no furniture. I was freshly married. I had, uh, I think my stepdaughter at that time was like a year old. I I had no, I had no for like d- dining room. I had nothing. And, you know, could I have embraced that hustle culture at that moment? There's no way I had to slowly build, right? I had to, you know, some people had to help me out and, and, and you know, I had, I had carpooled with somebody for like three months till I made enough money on my teaching job to, and I didn't even buy a car. Somebody gave me a car. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I, my new thing right now, uh, kind of my my motto that I'm going to be going forward over the next several years, and hopefully it's kind of like a life thing. Uh, but one of the the issues I've noticed with hustle culture and things like that is, <laughs> as we're pure hustle podcast, you, go can, ahead. <laughs> you can you can easily find examples of the person who you know didn't sleep for three days while they you know were working on some great project and they they never gave up and they ended up making them billions and you can find those examples. Uh, but but typically success is a slower process. It's a slower building mm-hmm. process. And I, I heard I heard the term and I just I'm going to embrace it. I think it's so good. It's glacial determination. And in the sense of like, if you think of like a glacier, okay, it's so powerful. It's so immense, but it's slow. It's slow as it's moving mm-hmm. across the ground, but nothing can stop it over okay. the course of time. Over time, it will carve out mountains Right. So like I, I like kind a of motivational podcast, well, but right that's now. what I mean. It's like, it, it, but normally a, a motivational speaker isn't going to say like, you know, this, this could be your entire life to just see like the start of this thing, which is going to continue, you know, or it, it's this idea of like, get it, get it now. And, and yeah, you might have to wait two years, right? Like that's like kind of the idea of five years, you know, you got to be willing to eat, eat poop for five years and then you, then you'll make it. And it's like, no, I, like I'm okay with the fact that this might be the rest of my life as I'm building towards and moving in the direction I want to move, but I'm going to leave behind me a path that people are going to say like, wow, like there was progress. Maybe it was, it was, and and it happened slowly. Like it's going to take time to see it. Um, I I just, no, I, I, I know it's going to sound weird, but those years of being poor, I'm grateful for And I'm not like Gary V grateful for cause like, you know, I learned to be rough and I I learned how to, you know, adversity. No, it's not because of that. It's because, I chose family and I chose those moments over working 80 hours a week. And yeah, did it take longer? Yeah. Am am I at 43 and I'm not where I want to be financially? Sure. But 
I did what I loved. I was teaching at the moment. I, I had a great family. I mean, it was it was all good, you know. So, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the, the glacier. <laughs> Some glaciers move faster than others. Glacial determination. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, and that's fine. I'm. I'm. It, it would be great. Like it's one of those things where it's just it would be icing on the cake if if uh, if I make it and and my empire is is seen in my lifetime. But if it's if it's not until like my kids can get to a place where they can say, hey, like dad set us up. Like mom and dad made sacrifices and worked really hard and didn't sacrifice us, but also like helped set this thing up, whether it's a family business, whether it's reselling, whatever it is, uh, I'm okay with with slowly working towards that. But then just applying that to other areas of my life when it comes to things like fitness, when it comes to things like progress in work, like all of those things, it's okay to say, hey, if I'm moving in the right direction, the person who sprints all out for a year is going to burn out if they make it a year. Mm. Most people burn out of that, but it's the person who says like, I'm, I'm going to every day move a little bit forward or I'm not going to let myself move too far back. If worst case scenario, things happen, life happens, you slow down. Just understanding that everything, in my experience, anything you plan to do typically takes twice as long as you were planning on it taking and costs twice as much. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to remodel this kitchen and it's going to cost this much. and It'll be done in a month. Well, it's probably going to be two months and it's probably going to cost twice that like things happen. And so when you build that in, you have those expectations, you have a much better go at it. Like life, life is easier because you're prepared for those hardships. And then when things do go better than expected, hey, that's 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 just yeah. the icing on the cake. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, not 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 tons. Uh, what about random stories? Anything random? I just laugh because we went in such a different direction that I intended. Hey, I mean, I, I mean, this is the kind of if I could have a whole podcast where I talked about that kind of stuff, man, that I'd, I'd be I'd be in it. Hey, maybe, maybe in we'll it. do that one day. If you're if you're interested uh, in, in in joining our side podcast, listening to our side podcast, let us know. Uh, we don't know what to our call after it hours podcast yeah. or something. Uh, hey, by the way, though, uh, another way to connect with us is also through our Discord, and our Discord continues to grow. And I got to tell you, we have, we still have not had. I know it's coming, and maybe we'll have somebody troll us eventually. But we've never had to warn anybody. We've never had to say, "Hey, stay on topic." We've never had to say, you know, don't you know, berate another person. I mean, we've had you know moments where things got pretty intense on on certain things because people yeah, are just people for, can. And people are, you know, have opinions. Yeah, and 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 you know, it's it's difficult too through text. Like things can be misunderstood. Some people just have uh, personalities that are challenging, uh, and so. But it's a community. It's a community, and so there's always going to be a little bit of that. But we haven't experienced enough of that to say like, oh my gosh, like this is bad. So um, it's been great. <laughs> so what we're saying is, it's a very welcoming, thriving community. It's it's everyone is reselling. We have full time, part time. We have people that do storage units. We have people that do auctions. Uh, we have individuals that do retail arbitrage, Amazon. It's all over the place. And so no one there, you know, here's what I was thinking about the other day. And this is part of our, uh, <clears throat> our Monday Minnesota coming up on Monday is no one has screenshot their 90 day total. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I don't think anyone has. Yeah. Right. And I see that as a badge of honor in the sense that we're there trying to help each other. And again, I think there's a good pride. I don't think there's, you know, I think some people when they show their 90 day total, I think it's a source of inspiration for others or they're trying to show, Hey, this is what you can do. I, I, I'm not saying that's completely wrong, but a lot of the times it, it's more braggadocious. Look at me, look, you look at how hard I worked and blah, blah, blah. And, I don't see that in the community. In the community, it's more like, hey, I picked up these items. You guys should look out for these. Hey, somebody, can you help me out? I This is something new. I, I, I don't have expertise. And somebody jumps on it and shares. Or somebody's like, hey, 
let's be accountable to each other about listening. Let's be accountable about learning new things. So it's a really great place to be. So you haven't been our discord. It's super affordable. 555 a month, uh, less than pretty much most things you can buy these days. Uh, so check us out on uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Pierce of Podcast. And once you sign up to the Patreon, uh, Mike will send you a message to join our Discord and you can be part of the Pierce of Podcast thriving community. Yeah. All right. So random story. So I, I, got, a, I got a couple. But uh, the first one, this is weird. So we always know what dropshippers look like because they always send us like, hey, uh, please make sure there's no uh, eBay tape. Make sure that, you know, there's no invoice. This is a gift, right? Or whatever. I wonder how many times it's not a drop shipper though. Like we, we know that that's the drop shippers use, but I have ordered gifts from people off of eBay and I'm like, I don't want them to know that like I got and this. And you like, said, please don't send an like, invoice? No, but I'm like, it just thinking, because I don't put invoices in my stuff. But like, for instance, I bought my mom like a, it's called the Ember mug. And it's like a mug that's like a, um, it's an electric mug. So okay. you charge it and you can oh, yeah. it's a smart mug. It about. connects yeah. to your phone. You can control the temperature of your drink. Yeah. And it keeps it warm for however long until the battery dies. And we were able to buy a brand new one on eBay for about 30% off of the price that they would go for on Amazon. But, you know, you when you're buying someone a gift, like you don't always want them to know like, hey, you know, the the, the $120 thing um, that I bought you, I actually paid a lot less for that. Like just like you wouldn't put like, you know, if you buy somebody a gift, like, that it was on clearance or set like so i could see why some people buying a gift would be like you know please don't put in there you know that no, it's I, a, I get uh, it i get it but this time it was different and i i figured out it was a drop for eventually and you have to be willing to allow things to sell for more money than you had it listed for if your cost was low does that make sense like, you know, like all the time we run into stuff and you just, you hit a wall with research and you have to be willing to say, you know what, I could spend another few weeks, months researching this, or I can just list it and you know, somebody who knows this stuff better will make more money on it. But Hey, I make my piece of the pie. They get their piece of the pie and we're good. So I talked to you about cameras, right? And I noticed that a certain model domestically was only selling for like 200 or something on eBay. And internationally is selling for like 500. Ooh, you got to be careful with that though, with cameras. Okay. Well, but let me explain to you. Let, let me finish the story. And I, I think, I think I know what you're saying, but that's not where I'm leaning. So if the, if the camera was sold from Japan, it sold for 500. If it's sold in the U S it was sold for like 200 something. Right. So I put my, you know, I put my comps in and everything and I put that the camera was four parts not working. And they said, hey, I would love to buy your camera, but your camera says that it's it's for parts not working. Can you change it to as is untested? And I was like, what? Like, why? And then they're like, no, you need to change it because uh, there's no category and I need it to say as is untested. So at first I'm like, this guy trying to get an INAD, like he's going to buy it mm. and like return it. This is a scam. And I was like, you know what? I'll play ball because I'm not lying. You know, I, I, the only reason I put it for parts not working is because I haven't really been able to test it. So I changed it to it as is I changed it as untested and sure enough, they bought it right away. Never got a return, never got a message about it, nothing. And then I started doing research into the username and the feedback and they sell, they, they're a seller and they sell thousands of items. And my, am I, this is my calculated guess. 
is that this was a drop shipper and they needed it in order for it to sell better. They needed to copy things and put it as is. Right. And so they could show the person like, like it was like, let's say it was eBay in the United States and they could show the eBay ad and they could show it to the third party, whoever it was and say, Hey, this isn't for parts not working. This is untested as is it's fine. And they're probably what I looked, what I found out was they were the Japanese seller selling cameras for 500. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or am I crazy? No. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's interesting. I don't understand their business model, how they're able to do that, but I'm glad they are. Um, but, <laughs> and I still made like a couple hundred bucks profit. So I wasn't bothered about it. Now specifically with cameras though, one, one thing I'll say you got to be careful with, especially if they're newer cameras okay. is that a lot of people will use newer DSLRs or mirrorless cameras for video. And, uh, if it is in England or UK or out of the States, not only is the formatting sometimes different with oh, how yeah, it true, reports, true, true. but also, uh, there are different regulations on whether or not in order for something to be considered a video camera, it can only, it can't, I think it's in the UK. I could be off on this, but in the UK, Europe, that, that area, um, it might be all of Europe. There's a tax on video cameras that aren't on picture cameras, but okay. the only way for it to be considered a video camera is it has to be able to record more than a certain number of minutes. So what the cameras do, they make them in the United States where it cuts off after a certain number of minutes and it re so it stops the recording and re re restarts the recording almost instantly. So you don't notice any difference. It's basically two files. Oh, wow. My camera that I'm using right now does that. Um, and so they do that so that they can be within compliance of the tax regulations. That's so crazy. And so some people want where it doesn't do that or it does do that or if you sell it to them um, and it's a... a a version of a camera that doesn't do that, then there'll be separate taxes they have to pay. So you do have to understand with cameras that there are like legal aspects that you could potentially run into problems where somebody wants, they want an American one or they want a European one for various reasons. And so, yeah, you, you, when you're looking at comps, people will even ask you, I've sold enough cameras where people want to know like, is this, is this European? Is this American? Because the same camera, the exact same model, produced in different countries have different features essentially interesting okay all right well it all worked out it all worked out it all worked out and so i again the reason i bring this up too is all the youtube videos out there and and you hear people all the time like this person's trying to scam me this person's trying to scam me and most of the time if you really listen or watch those videos no one is trying to scam anybody it's just an unhappy buyer right or that it, it there was an inet or there was something missed it, it scammers are pr not even one percent. I would say of people that buy stuff from me. So, do you have any other random story? I got a good one. Um, I mean, not nothing huge other than the fact that when I was in when I was in Michigan, we stayed at an Airbnb and it was an old like farmhouse. Pretty cool because they had actual farm animals still on the property, and they came a few times a day and, and fed them. But like my kid got to run around and like see the animals, which was neat. But the house itself. It was interesting because it was completely, you know, furniture and stuff like that and decorations. But I, I'm sure some of the, the furniture and decorations were just like they went to a thrift store and bought stuff. But some of it, I think, is just old original stuff they had in the house. It's just like mm. part of the decor now. And so I was bored and, and I decided some of the time I was going to spend would just be like looking around at all this old antique stuff in this house look it up on different you know look up comps how much does this sell for how much does it sell for and so it's kind of cool to be able to actually find a few items because when you go to a friend's house 
uh, and you see things you're like, oh, I wonder how much. Sometimes you can like, you just know because you've sold those things. But if you ever walked into somebody's house and they've got tons of antiques, yeah, yeah, um, true, true. You, you would be rude, I think, to like just be like walking around with your eBay app looking up how much their stuff is worth. Um, but at an Airbnb, you can do that. And so I found a few items where I'm like, man, I'm going to be on the lookout for these. Uh, and a few things where I'm like, oh, this must be expensive. And then realize, oh, it's not. I wonder why. And then, oh, it depends on the. So I actually learned a lot of things and and found some really creepy stuff. Uh, one of the super creepy things that I found while I was there in, in our closet, I actually had to tell my wife that I would show her after after we got or the last day, because uh, she didn't want to know what was in the closet. Oh, wow. Um, I'm looking at this. Okay. Uh, All right. That has to be over 100 years old. So there well, was you can't explain what that there was. Going there on was here. a baby doll in the closet uh, that it has to be at least 100 years old. It was in the old, corner. In the corner of a closet. With creepily like, staring. It, it looks like maybe it's made out of wood that's been painted or porcelain. I don't know. I didn't touch it because it's it, this is this is probably the scariest looking <laughs> doll I've ever seen. This is like a horror movie. Um, it's pretty interesting, but uh, that, so that was in the in the bedroom that I slept in. That was in the closet, uh, and so there were there were some interesting things that I found. But uh, you know, when you're a reseller, you just you notice things, and you're like, I wonder how much that sells for. So, so I have always a, learning. I have a random question. Was there a cleaning fee at this Airbnb? There's always a cleaning fee. How much was it? Man, I don't remember. The only reason I say this is like I I am so anti Airbnb. Why? Because like I, I've looked stuff up and they're like, oh, you must clean and keep it this way. And, and here's one hundred fifty dollars if you don't. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say at hotel like a hotel. I, I can I don't have to worry about making my bed. I don't have to worry about pulling sheets. Yeah. I don't have to. I can, you know, there's a pool and jacuzzi. There's room service. I mean, it's like it depends on what you're trying to do, though. I mean, if you're we often say Airbnbs when we're traveling and we're going to be somewhere for a few days. Because then you have a house, if that's what you're trying to do, get a house. And because if you're just at a hotel, you really can't, you don't want to spend the whole day in the hotel. You don't want to, you, you don't have people over. If we're going somewhere. Well, I guess, okay. I guess the difference is when I travel, I usually am not staying where I am. Yeah. I right. mean, unless I stay at a friend's house. That's what I'm saying. So this okay. is basically like being able to go stay at a friend's house. Hey, we've actually got a kitchen. We can buy groceries and cook. I'm here for a week. I don't want to eat out every meal because, well, that's horrible. You know, so like. Yeah, see, can, I'm the other way. If I'm out on the road. I'm going out to eat, man. I'm, yeah, well, I'm looking up Yelp and looking at the top restaurants, you know, like. Yeah, but every meal, like there just comes a point where it's like, it's nice to be able to say like, hey, I'm going to do my laundry really quick and I'm also going to eat a bowl of cereal or I'm going to cook up a grilled cheese sandwich as opposed to, well, like it's the morning, I got to drive out and then go home and then, oh, it's the afternoon, I got to drive out. And I guess more just food. different perspectives. Yeah, I think also just family too, like when you're when you're traveling with. You know, it does get expensive. Don't get me wrong. People. When I went across Wyoming and South Dakota and all that last year, it, we ate out every single meal. It was a lot of money. Yeah. Let, us know, of money. let us know below. Uh, would you Would you prefer... It's also a traveling podcast, if, by the way. If you're, if you're going to be somewhere for a week uh, and you're going to be you know visiting family or whatever, would you rather be in a hotel room for a week or would you rather be in an Airbnb? Let yeah. us know. All right, there we go. All right. Hey, so... I had this It's kind of like a hustle a week, but I, I, I think the hustle of the week is going to be the follow up. So the other day I'm on Craigslist. Okay. And I'm looking in categories. So I, I, I don't do always safe searches because usually when you get the safe search is probably too late. Like, and so that happened to me a few times on offer up this last week where I was like, Oh, this is a deal. And then I message and it's like, it's gone already. So anyways, I go and somebody had posted two free Nintendo boxes plus several games. 
And I'm like, this has to be a scam. Like, cause the other day I was on offer up and somebody said, I have two PS fives to give away for free. I, I ended up, uh, getting, um, you know, getting a raise because I was moved up my company and they gifted me two PS fives. Like what? No, nobody moves up in a company and gets gifted two PS fives. I mean, that sounds kind of weird or maybe just I'm weird. And they're like, Oh yeah, just leave your name and number in the chat. And I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine. I'm gonna do that one. But this one on Craigslist, I just thought, why not? I put my name, I put my number, they give me a call. And it was already posted for three hours. So I'm like, hey, maybe, you know, it's probably gone already. So it was no big deal. I was just in the middle of something. I had to take one kid somewhere and take another kid somewhere. So I was just on Craigslist. I'm like, God, oh, whatever. I get a call within five minutes. And it's an elderly, elderly gentleman. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't sound scammy, you know, because usually it's some youngster or it's some out of country person. And uh, I was like, hey, yeah, uh, I was just inquiring about the Nintendo. Do you still have it? Like, oh, yeah, you're the first in line. You're the first to call. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I I can be there now. <laughs> like, I didn't hesitate. Literally, when I'm on the phone, I'm putting, you know, my uh, sandals, because we were sandals year round in San Diego. I'm putting my sandals on. I'm telling my son, get your sandals on, son. We got to go. And, uh, you know, and so he's telling me like, yeah, I try to test these out, but they weren't working too much. And I have a, I have a, you know, I have some Nintendo games too. And I was like, I'm there. So I took off, took me about 50 minutes to get to where he's at. He was in a, a very nice part of San Diego. It was a nice part of San Diego. And I show up and the guy's like, oh, hey. And, you know, luckily, uh, who are you? And I'm like, I, I'm Orlando. I'm, I'm the guy that we talked on the phone. He's like, oh, yeah. Because somebody had waved to me earlier in the neighborhood and I thought that was you. And I was like, oh, man, like, wouldn't that be crazy if another just person like walks out like a random box of like Nintendo stuff here to like someone just walking by? Well, no, no. Or, or another person that had called who was like number two on the list just decided to do like a drive by and just waved. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's Orlando. And they just not saying that that hasn't happened. I'm just saying like this was this was a wild pickup. So I show up and the guy brings out a box. And in this box, there's oh, did I mention this is all free? This isn't to buy. This is just free. So it brings out a box, three Nintendo consoles, eight Nintendo controllers. This is the 80s, okay? NES. Okay, 10 games, uh, Super Mario Brother Brothers 2 with box and manual, Kid Icarus with box and manual. We're talking about those go for two to 300 a piece each, okay? If you have the manual, the box, the game cartridge, and the case. Uh, the zapper for the Nintendo. And I'm just like, I'm looking at this stuff. I'm like, this this can't be real. Like, I when's the last time at a garage though you saw a bunch of Nintendo stuff? I I can't. It's been maybe four years. And so I said, hey, so all for free. He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, you know, just just take it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, hey, by the way, just want to let you know. I also, you know, I I sell other stuff. Uh, here's my business card. He's like, oh, you do? I was just gonna head on over to the Goodwill and I was gonna drop off this doll and these things. And and I said. Let me be your goodwill. And <laughs> he's like, fine. He's like, you want to take this? And he gave me a doll. The doll I think is worth two to three hundred dollars. Holy smokes. Okay. Uh, I'll show you, I'll show it to you at the podcast. It was like a European, um, I forget what the name was, uh, Alta Madura Fergura or something like that. Some Italian like doll. And then he's like, Oh, yeah, and also I have the steering wheel that uh my wife decided she wanted a different steering wheel on the car. And I looked it up. It's worth like $300. And I'm like, you got anything else? He's like, oh, yeah, I got a, 
I got this uh, new sealed in box Lego and the Lego, I looked at it, it was worth like a hundred something dollars. Nice. And he's like, I'm like, do you got more? He's like, you want more? I'm like, I want more. That's fine. They had a bunch of vintage books and he gave me those vintage books and we were sharing stories back and forth. He had served, you know, in, in the Navy and is telling me about his time in Japan and we're just having a grand little time. And, and I said, Hey, if you have any more, don't call Goodwill, just call me. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I wish you were here yesterday. You should have seen the stuff I donated. Oh, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, actually, I don't, I don't want to know. Uh, but, it, but it was, it's interesting because a lot of people don't understand that. Like some people are just, they just want to offload stuff. Like this guy didn't want any money. Like at all. I even asked him and he's just like, no, just, just take it, just take it, just take it. And so I'm, I'm hoping to get another call of more stuff because uh he said he has a lot of other stuff that his you know his wife is telling him he needs to let go of and and it was it was just an awesome time so it's gonna be it's a huge haul it's gonna you know i, I can't go wrong i make a dollar i'm already you know well if i make 30 i'm in the profit because you know gas cost yeah, me about true. 20 okay but uh yeah it was definitely a haul so ton of nintendo games unfortunately the three consoles didn't work like he said one of them though i kind of started smacking the side of it and like it worked there so, you go. so i was able to like test three games and then i got the the pink screen of death where it just blinks again so you know i'll, I'll find a console that works and i'll test out the rest maybe of the your, games maybe it's your cables maybe it's the connector to the tv you're using well it could be maybe they're all working just fine and I'm just like smacking it for no reason. It for no reason. Because <laughs> if you're using, are you using the same cord for all three? No, no, I changed out the cords. Oh, I was going to say that. Like maybe no, no, a common denominator no, there. No, no, It was just, and it was really tough to get the cartridge in. I had to like shove it in mm. and, and push it down. So there's some issues with it. Yeah. So, and the it guy, I think, I think the guy was like an engineer. So I think he knows what he was doing when he was like trying to make it work. So I don't know. Anyways, I think I'm going to make on the haul probably about 1K. So hey, from free to okay, that's uh, it's pretty good. It's hustle of the week, but I I thought I'd share now. Yeah, so. I like it. All right, we get man, we've been talking a lot. All right, hey, American Bubble Boy, haven't checked it out. You should cheapest Bubble Boy out there. Bubble cheap. It's the cheapest Bubble Boy. If you need to buy a Bubble Boy or some <laughs> bubble wrap, cheapest bubble, bubble wrap out there. Best shipping, free two day, next day. You can also do local pickup. Uh, check them out. AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Use our link below because it helps us out. It is an affiliate link and it helps you out because you get the best bubble wrap in the fast amount of time. All right. If you haven't followed us on social media, we are Pure Soul Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Isn't TikTok supposed to go away? Every time I hear that, I'm like, no, nah, it's not really going to go away. So, but we need to get back on there. Uh, I might get on there and do another. Uh, I was on there with Wayne from K-Way Shop for like an hour or so. It was a good time. So go follow him if you haven't followed him. Uh, and also we are Pierce Cast on Twitter. You can leave us a call at 619-738-1170 at 619-738-1170 or shoot us an email at PierceThePodcast at gmail.com. That's PierceThePodcast at gmail.com. As always, grateful for all of you that come on over from the podcast and always leave a comment about, wow, you guys look so different than I imagined from the podcast. And you know, hopefully, hopefully that's a good thing. But if you haven't seen our mugs, jump on over to YouTube, subscribe, hit that bell notification and smash that like button. And last of all, help us out on the podcast. We are the number one reselling podcast, but we want to stay there. And one of the reasons that we're able to be there is because all the awesome listeners that have stopped by, left a positive review 
and helps us out in Apple iTunes algorithm. So if you haven't done that yet, make sure you jump on over to iTunes. I think we're at 600 or so. We'll talk about it on the next episode. So nice. Thanks so much. All right. We got some quick reseller news here. Things are happening in the reselling community. We're going to talk about it because that's what we do on reselling news. Orlando? Oh, reselling topics. Take it away. All right. It's reselling news. It's reselling news. All right. So real quick, uh, you know, we always complain about eBay and how eBay, by the way, has not still instituted their whole, if you send an offer, get an offer that you're going to get paid right away, which I'm not sure when that's happening. I mean, they said last spring update or winter update. They, they can said, just keep, they can just keep talking about it and everybody will be happy that it's eventually going to come. It's, it's just the most obnoxious thing. Like, just explain to us. If you just tell us why you don't, maybe I, I won't be as bothered by it. But uh, I hope they get that figured out by eBay Open in September because I'm sure that question is going to come up at eBay Open. So, I don't know. Because this last fall seller check-in, I'll talk about it. it was, they didn't even bring it up. They didn't even talk about it. So, all right. Hey, Amazon is offering layaway. How do you feel about that? I mean, I guess it depends on the the concept of how it's being used. So um, you got to put twenty percent down, okay, and when you're, you're locked, locked in the price. You're locked in the price, but you can get out of it if you want. Now you it, lose the layaway. Does it only work for uh, sold and fulfilled by Amazon? It's for any, anything that sells on Amazon. So it's only certain products. I don't know what products they are. I just mean. As opposed to like, okay, you're sending something into Amazon. Can somebody lay away your item that you sent into Amazon? I think so. Or, or it's it still kind of vague. It's not fully developed on there. It just to me in today's age. I mean, I I like the idea of layaway in the sense of um, it's it's a better way of buying something because it avoids the debt. But we live in a culture where I mean, you got a credit card, you just buy it and you pay it on the credit card. Not that I I I'm for that. I think it was probably better in the day of teaching people uh, to, hey, I want this thing. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit so you hold it for me and I don't get to have it oh, until I pay it off. I have answers. Okay. Okay. So it's not going to affect resellers, okay. but it will affect resellers. Because guess what? Somebody can buy something on layaway instead of buying it from you and they're short on money. They're going to buy it on layaway. I just can't imagine how many people in today's... Oh, the, man. Don't, don't you remember Kmart? Yeah, but again, I... Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I could I could totally be wrong, but I, I just feel like Amazon already offers that you can buy this and make payments from them, but you get the item in advance. So even without a credit card, like they do interest-free six months, this is how much you pay, like all the time when do I you buy need a, Do you need a credit score though? Maybe. Maybe it's because I have an Amazon credit card that I get those offers, but all the time, that, that could be it too. Uh, but I, I would imagine most people would get one if they wanted those deals because Amazon's always putting those out there. Like there's like one, for instance, when I, when we bought our fifth wheel and I was doing the, the solar stuff, a lot of the solar items I got cables, wires, connectors, um, different various things I got from Amazon and even a generator. So I spent probably co close to like three or $4,000 on Amazon, a lot of money. And it was nice because they had those things set up where, Hey, for the next 18 months, depending, or even when I bought my laptop that I use for editing these podcasts, um, I was able to buy it interest free and it, it, it just set it up like you'll for the next 18 months, your payment will be one hundred and thirty seven dollars a month or whatever that, you know, mm -hmm. so you're basically doing layaway, but you get the item. So it's weird to me that they would then offer like an actual layaway because then that's a lot of work on their end. And it just seems like so many people would prefer to do the 
yeah, I will pay for the next 10 months, $80 for this $800 thing, as opposed to doing layaway. And then I don't get it until the 10 months is up. Yeah. I just will have to see how it plays out. I mean, they said, uh, Shop for thousands of Amazon layaway items. Pay 20% of the total cost at checkout to reserve your item and lock in the price. Uh, pay off your items early for quicker delivery. And note that Amazon layaway is only available for items shipped and sold by Amazon. Yeah. So, you know, I think this is going to bring greater competition in the retail arbitrage space. Maybe. You know? Maybe. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. if they already have the buy box, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Let us know your thoughts. I don't know. I just I just thought it was it, to me it's a sign of a downturn economy. You know, uh being you know, allowing more people to buy stuff on credit. Just not a just not a good thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So all right. As hey, long as they don't start doing renting where you can rent the item from them. Oh man. Those rent centers. I learned they're still around. Like oh, I mean sad. we we just have to drive like twenty minutes from here and then they're always in I feel like, like those are like loan shark people. They're always in the yeah, but yeah, because they are because they're they're in the poorest yep. parts of town, yep. along with the payday cash advances, yep. all those. I'm sorry, those places those pl- places totally take advantage of poor people. It's awful. Yeah. Awful. Now, My people make choices though. I mean, I, I did do the payday loan back in the day, like twice, never again. Yeah. But I was broke. Yeah. You know, I never did the rent, though. Somebody had told me, don't ever do it. And I just went and bought on Craigslist. All right. Hey, um, so eBay on there, uh, if you go to the eBay seller community, they actually are doing a thing to uh, help with taxes. They, they've, they're they working together with a company called Tax Act, and there's... Uh, all these Q&A parts. If you have questions, they'll help you fill out 1099. Because remember, the threshold is no longer 20,000 where, uh, you know, there's a 1099 being sent uh, and that you have to do taxes. And now it's $600. And that's even if it's just some random thing from your house that probably has lost value. If you (laughs) sell enough of those and it's $600, the IRS is coming for your money. And not only that, if you haven't been checking, you know, the the news lately, legislation has passed and we're going to have 87,000 more IRS agents that are armed coming after your dough. Well, not all of them will be armed, but um, did you see the job posting though? Yeah. yeah. Job posting that's like you have to be willing to work with firearms in life-threatening situations. Yeah, like what? Um now, the thing though, I, I again like Pierce podcast is is definitely has always said, you know, don't game the system. Uh, take whatever tax deductions you can take. We're not advocating and have never advocated for people to try and lie and cheat the oh, system. Oh no way! However, you do your tax. However, what we've what we kind of look at is the problem with this like six hundred dollar thing is again you could sell six hundred dollars worth of stuff and it have sold it at a loss. So you actually don't owe any taxes. However, you're not going to be able to just do the TurboTax lowest one anymore. And you might not know that. And now all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Now I have to like fill out lots of more. So you're taking, you're, you're basically putting a lot more burden on just the average person. Now, instead of them doing their taxes and it taking an hour and going somewhere, now it might take them five, six, seven hours for one or two transactions they did and hoping they did it right mm-hmm. so that they don't end up getting audited and, and they don't actually owe anything. So this, I don't think this is like, as a reseller who's filing our taxes and paying our taxes every year, it's like, okay, this doesn't really affect us in that sense. However, this just has a huge impact on reselling in general on because a lot of those sells and people are going to be impacted on things like eBay. And when people start to say, I'm never selling anything on eBay ever because 
you, you have any idea what it did to my taxes? I had to spend hours working on my, I had no idea what I was doing. I had to prove that I sold it at a loss and I'm never selling on eBay again. And then people will just give up on, mm-hmm. and I just feel like that's just a bad taste in people's mouths. So, um, well, along with that though, there's a lot of new sellers that aren't aware. Right. Right. They, you know, me, yeah. I, if I was a youngster, if I was like 18 or 19 years old, right. And I had sold like $5,000, I would have never thought twice about doing taxes on it. Honestly. Like I, I grew up in a in a very urban area. I had a lot more things going on than learning about the new legislation that passed. Yeah. Well, and then right? and then truth be told, if you're selling five thousand dollars worth of stuff, for the most part, you probably don't actually owe any taxes. Hundred percent, but you still have to report it. But the and well, and the reason you don't owe any taxes on it because by the time you were to to fill in all of the things you actually could take a deduction for, and how much your net profit actually was, and how much like. By the time you're done with all of that, it's just the amount of time now that you have to. Yeah. So that's the hard part is it's a, it's a burden on people, you know, that it doesn't seem to be targeting the people who actually needs to target, you know, it, as and far as And those people are already are targeted. Like, anyways, I can go on and on about that. So listen, I agree with what Mike says. We're, we've always been about. Pay your taxes. Be above reproach. Pay your taxes. Because in the end, you know, it's better to be able to just have everything in order. It helps you out. It keeps you more profitable. You know, your numbers, you know, what's going on. So part of that is book, good bookkeeping is just a good thing to do. And I know some of us, including myself, you know, that's one of the things we don't enjoy doing, but it's, it's a necessary part of being a reseller, especially a full-time reseller. All right. So I want to talk about real quick about some of the eBay uh, seller check-in things that they talked about this fall, just real quick here. Uh, there was an interesting dichotomy that they established between returns. So for eBay, they see returns in two ways. They see returns as either their buyer changed their mind. And so this buyer changed their mind could be the item didn't fit. The, the, it was an item they didn't like. Uh, it was just, you know, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing super substantial, Right. And so there, you know, I ordered this item by mistake. I didn't like the color, the towel. I don't need this anymore. And then they see the other side as item not as described. So this is when something is broken, not working. Something is listed as new, but it's used. It, it, it arrives broken. I didn't know that fell under that category. So even though that's a shipping thing, eBay sees that as item is not as described. So the reason I tell you this is because a lot of people, I, I get this all the time. When I talk about returns on Instagram, there's always those people that, and and no, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but they'll just jump on there and go, yep, easy solution, no returns. <laughs> like, was the mic supposed to drop? Or was everybody supposed to go like, whoa, this guy? No, it's, there, there's, that's not an easy solution because guess what? If you get an INAD, eBay will force the return on you. And you will still get the defect. eBay will not protect you under an INET. So you can say, I don't want to do returns all day long, but chances are you will eventually do a return. Now, why is it good to do returns? Well, there's only, there's only one way to really get yourself any kind of seller protections by offering returns. Right? We've talked about this a hundred times on the more than a hundred times on the podcast that when you offer returns at one allows you the ability to fight a negative feedback because if they don't return it, you can say, Hey, the buyer obviously was satisfied with the item. I tried to make things right with the buyer. They refused to return it. And that's it right now. I know there's always anomalies out there and people are like, yeah, Orlando, we, I did all that and they still kept it on there. I don't know what to say about those. 
Okay. The other one, if you're a top rated seller, you can give 50% back. Right. And if your costs are low, most of the time, even on that 50% return that you have to give back in the refund, you're still making money on that item. So uh, be aware of that. Uh, they also had talked about the only way to find out bad buyers is by people reporting them. So they said that like sometimes they get situations where like one buyer reports about 10% of the bad buyers and no one else is saying anything about it. So they just discount it. But if there's a lot of people reporting that same bad buyer, they know it's a bad buyer. Does that make sense? And they've also were talking about they're trying to use AI now to do like predictive uh, ways to figure out who's a bad buyer through third parties. I mean, they should be able to do it within their own thing. Just metrics. If you got buyers who are constantly complaining about everything, like statistically, that doesn't not 80% of your things you buy on eBay can't be INAD or you can't have a complaint on. Um, but they, I just think that maybe it is easy. I think reporting a bad buyer should be very simple. Like when you're doing feedback, there should be like a to eBay button of like, um, you know, report buyer. Yeah. Like it, it needs to be easy. Otherwise, otherwise, if you have, if, if it's a process to find, nobody's going to do it. Like that's what I've learned when it comes to things like technology. If you, if you don't make it easy and very accessible, people aren't going to, they're not going to do it in business. Same thing. When, when you're trying to get someone to sign up for something, you can't make it like, Hey, sign up for this thing. But if you want to sign up for it, you're going to have to do this and actually open up a different browser. And then you're going to have to, Oh, can you also like maybe only do it between this hour and this it's done. People aren't going to do it. Right? Like, you've got to make it easy. And that I think that's one of the fails that eBay did when they removed the buyer feedback, right? Because that was easy, right? Now it's like, how do you report? Well, you can still report, but there's still some, you know, clicks you have to get through and you have to kind of know where to go. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting, uh, they, <laughs> I don't know. So Mike and I are, are free market capitalists. Okay. And I think they brought in like a Keynesian economist who works for eBay. They're talking about like how inflation had a silver lining and how er higher wages is a good thing. And I'm like, I don't, I, higher wages cause inflation. Anyways, I, I just thought it was an interesting thing, but here's, here's what I, what I, so something that they said, higher wages are good and higher earners will have more discretionary income. Okay. Uh, that debt levels are the lowest uh, since the pandemic, but I've actually seen reports that show that credit levels are higher than they've been in the last few years because people are going more into debt. But regardless of all that, again, regardless of all that, we all agreed. And, and, and the, the individual from eBay said that retail spending, according to the latest data, is at its highest. And they anticipate e-commerce to continue moving forward in that direction. So whether you go into the direction of, hey, it's good that the government keeps pumping money into the economy and inflation goes higher, I guess you still see that retail is going to do well. Or if you're from, you see how Mike and I see it that, hey, or how the reality is that recession is not a good thing, that people are still going to look for those deals and then go to eBay for the secondary market. Hey, we should be good this Q4. So to me, it's encouraging that wherever you land in the school of economics, reselling should still be okay. So I found that encouraging. Now, along with that, they said a couple of things that I thought were interesting. They said that earlier is becoming more standard for the holidays. And we've talked about that. But uh, they had stated that 10% of holiday shopping happens before October. Hmm. So if you haven't listed yourself for Q40 yet, it's August. That means people are buying in September. So, and I've already seen, have sold some Q4 stuff, like some, some stuff that I didn't, haven't sold since last Q4 that are selling on Amazon now. Uh, also, uh, that, you know, 
there used to be this thing where people are looking for last second gifts that that's not a thing as it used to be anymore. So you're better off selling sooner than selling later. And we t- actually talked about this last year. We I had talked about how October and November were far better months than December was for me in Q4. So things to think about. And then, uh, you know, that November shopping festivals like Black Friday and all that aren't a, b- a thing anymore. Right. That people are more going online. So I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. Pendulum swing. I think it's going to go back and forth. Uh, people people probably buy earlier because there's the fear of shipping takes a long time. Uh, things might not come in. There might be the, the stuff might not be in stores. And then a couple of years of that, of everybody buying early. And then if, if the most expensive time and hardest time to get things is October, November, because that's when everybody's buying. And then come December, there's tons of sales and the sh- shipping is easier then it's going to swing back the other way. And people are going to be like, I'm just going to wait closer to December. It's too crazy right now. People are going crazy buying stuff. I'm just going to wait until the prices come down. And so it's just, it's everybody's trying to avoid the rush, but I think there's always going to be a good portion of the population. Who's just um, lazy is probably not They're procrastinators. They just procrastinate and, and, and they're going to buy last minute. I mean, if you see, if you see like come, come uh, mother's day, come whatever it is, you know, like there's the the stereotypes of like, you know, the dad's always waiting to the last minute to get a, uh, you know, gifts and jingle all the way. Yeah. Those, those stereotypes are there for a reason. And they're there because just humans in general, people tend to, a lot of people tend to be procrastinate those things. And but so not, not everybody's a Toby no. grabbing the unicorn doll at the last moment. Last moment. <laughs> but, but when I, there's, there's just two different types of people. I mean, there's lots of different types of people. You get the typical type A, like my wife, She'll plan what everybody's going to get. We'll buy it all early. Christmas cards have been sent out months early. Like it's all planned out. Everybody's got, we're done. But that's only because she does those things and she, that's what she cares about. If it was up to me, like I'd be waiting until like, all right, we've got like a week until Christmas. All right, what are we getting everybody? So it's just, I think there's always going to be people who are buying later. There will be people and it's probably the type A people who are wanting to avoid the rush. They want to make sure that, hey, I want to order early enough so that shipping isn't an issue. And so... If November or October become the new December as far as shipping time slowing down and item prices going up and things being out of stock, then they're going to catch on and they're just going to wait. So it's just it's a weird dynamic, but I think it I think it'll just be a pendulum swing. People will always buy things, though. So that's yeah, I'm just so the from the data and from my own personal experience, I I think people are going to buy early either way. Get your stuff listed. It, it definitely it's not going to hurt to list it no no it doesn't hurt to list because then you then you get both both groups the people who are buying earlier and the people who wait there you go there if you, you go. if you list late you're only getting the people who buy late now this other th- i thought this was interesting the one category that there's deflation happening is in electronics so they're going down 10 to 20 percent and the reason being is a lot of people already bought the electronics that they want during the pandemic which makes sense Makes sense. So if you're a big electronics buyer, just be aware. I mean, your company could maybe take a twenty, a ten to twenty percent hit as far as your pricing, uh, because you know people aren't buying as much as they were in the last two years. Uh, I thought this was another interesting point. They had a Q and A at the end. They said thirty uh, percent of messages for apparel are about measurements, and and we had we had a back and forth in the Discord about this. Like, should I take measurements put in my listing? And I've always been a big believer, like you should always put measurements. It saves you time. You don't have to deal with messages. But if eBay is saying 30% of their messages are people asking about measurements, 
then that should just be enough to say, hey, I probably should put some kind of measurements in my listing. Now, you could go the other way and go, well, 70% aren't. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want to deal 30% of the time with those kind of messages, up to you. And uh, hey, they actually talked about they're looking to clean up the item specifics. Like, for example, the character on their apparel, they want to, they may remove that. So I'm looking forward to that because item specifics, man, still there. So. All right, that is our reseller topics, and now to what everybody has fast forwarded to. Bolo, 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 bolo. What's your bolo? What's your bolo? Uh, so my bolo, we're coming into school year, and we've talked in the past about you know start of the school year can, is like its own little mini Q four for various mm -hmm. items that, you know you can get into. Um, but one of the things there is a huge trend, um, maybe not everybody's aware of this, but I work in a public school, um, and I also, my family homeschools, so I, I'm kind of in both worlds. Uh, there's a huge shift towards homeschooling. Uh, it's like the, the, the rate 20,000 missing students in LA unified. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. The number of, of it's like the lowest, I think in, in California's like history, as far as like, there's always like growth in the number of students, like there's actually a decline happening in a lot of districts and it's never happened like that before. Uh, so there are a lot of families moving towards homeschool. Uh, so my bolo is homeschool type supplies and items. And specifically if you can get your hands on it, curriculum, even use. So uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of them, like some of the, the really popular ones, uh, uh, Becca, um, Oak Meadow, Sunlight, Classical Conversations, various ones like that. Like if you can get the curriculum itself and it sells really high use. I mean, if you look up some of the Becca curriculum stuff, if people have bought, you know, the, the curriculum for like a grade level, their kids have gone through it. They don't need it anymore. They're selling it at a garage sale or you find it on Craigslist. I mean, we're talking some of this stuff goes for seven, eight hundred dollars because it's a whole year's worth of curriculum and maybe multiple uh, subjects. So uh, just check it out. I've, I've sold lots of homeschool stuff throughout the years. And um, especially as it's growing, um, it might be harder to find used stuff right now. But the more families that are getting into it, they're buying the stuff new. And eventually there's going to be a lot of people trying to sell this stuff, get rid of it. And if this trend continues to happen, uh, there's going to be a lot of money in it. Oh, I agree. I mean, I, I teach a homeschool co-op. I teach several classes in homeschool co-op and I've doubled in size. So yeah, it is. I mean, anecdotally, I can say it's growing. All right. So I've talked a lot about cameras. We've talked about a lot of cameras, but look for 35 millimeter cameras. Not all of them are made the same, but like Olympus uh, is a good one. Uh, sometimes you can find some Canon ones. Sometimes there's some Nikon ones or, you know, just whatever are you it talking is. talking about film? like 35 millimeter film no cameras yeah well it's the film in like a film camera because 35 oh. millimeter is also like the size of a sensor See, of a dslr okay. um so like if you got a 35 millimeter sensor i'm a point and shoot a full frame sensor those yeah i mean yeah full frame cameras are really expensive but if you're talking about film cameras it's different okay so i don't know all about it what i'm telling you is though 35 millimeter like for example I've sold in the last month three 35 millimeter, uh, two were Olympus and one was, I can't remember what brand, uh, for over a hundred dollars a piece, one for $200 a piece. And these were cameras like in the nineties that I would have maybe picked up for like, you know, I don't know, 50 bucks. So just, just keep an eye. People just like the kind of pictures they produce. So I'm still learning. I'm still learning. All right. Hey, one thing though that's still been quality for us is skull shaver. Yeah, and uh, I get I, you know, it's one of those things where now you know as I'm I have to I have to 
make sure that I'm always looking at my best because you never know who you're going to run into. Right. And I say that just because, you know, I think during the pandemic, we all got used to just chilling at home, you know, not shaving every day, you know, maybe wearing the same shirt two or three times during the week. Telling on yourself, Rolando. <laughs> no, I actually change my shirt every day, but I wear the same kind of shirt. So it doesn't seem like it. I just wear pure hustle podcast shirts every day, seven days yeah. a week. Rock, rocking the brand. There you go. But, uh, Hey, now people are out going to, you know, you might be looking for that second job to secure a space for yourself during, you know, th this recession to make sure that you're still bringing in that money. And one of the best ways to look good for that interview is to use a school shaver. Yeah. And, uh, I gotta tell you, I always give you that smooth look. I use my school shaver today and I'm good to go. Mike, did you use yours today? Every day. Every day. Every day. So check us out. Schoolshaver.com. Use the link below. Use our promo code hustle with a capital H. All right. What are you looking forward to here, Mike? Um, I'm hoping to do, uh, I've talked about it on, on previous episodes, but I, I've been organizing and preparing for the swap meet. I'm planning on doing it this, this coming weekend. Uh, the only thing is like, I hit a hiccup of if I do this on my own and I'm there all day, like, I don't know like how I'm going to handle things like restroom breaks and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, honestly, like, there was a fear I had to like just driving. I'm like, wait a minute, I can't go alone. Like, how am I supposed to do this? So, um, I'm not sure. Maybe some of you guys have experience with that kind of stuff. Um, not everybody's going to have a partner that they're, they're doing those things with. No, that's, that's bad. Um, so I don't know if like there's part of the culture there, like at swap meets that you could, you just ask the vendor next to you, like, Hey, can you watch my, you know, booth for a minute? Uh, so I don't know whether it's that, or if I have to wait until, you know, my, my wife can come and, and, and help for a day or something. I don't know. So that's my only hiccup. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. What about you? Uh, so I'm still trying to figure out QuickBooks. I haven't touched it because I am finalizing my taxes. So by the time we have our next update, I should be pretty much done. So, and you might ask Orlando, why so long? Okay. One of them is I just want to make sure that I have every deduction. So I had to take extra time and, you know, there were a lot of items in Q4 that I didn't sell. So I'm going to have to, you know, they're a loss. And then uh, I have to also, uh, you know, figure out all my traveling. There's just a lot of, you know, there's 1099s, you know, there's, there's revenue from other income streams. So I didn't want to rush it and not maximize, you know, how much I don't have to pay the government. And so I just want to make sure I had everything right. And it, I was better off. And I knew that, uh, <laughs> I knew I was going to be okay. So just put it that way. And you know, markets were interesting last year. I still remember sitting here when Ethereum was like at $4,300. Do you remember that? I do. And I remember you saying it's going to crash eventually. And now it's a, it's it's dying to just get to nineteen hundred right now. What can you do? So I took some major hits on that. So, anyways, that that's why. So finalizing my taxes and uh, I need to organize my items again. I don't know what happened. I had four items that did not have a customs queue label, and I lost four hours of my life. Mm. It's just, mm, and I had to cancel two of them. I had to send that message like, "Hey, are you willing to take something else or cancel?" Just it's the worst worst so anyways all right hey hopefully you were able to gain a lot from this podcast i know this was well we talked about a lot of things so uh, there should have been something there uh always appreciate all of you make sure you know hit that like button if you're listening to podcasts just come on over to youtube hit that subscribe appreciate every single one of you and with that being said make sure to be real be relevant and be reselling late peace